what we had to try. We can, yeah. All right. At least I tried. Yeah, here we go. All right. Okay, here we go. Y'all having fun? Yeah, I feel like I feel left out. I'll be honest. She can't. Not now. She can't hear you. Before she could. But right, right. Yeah. How convenient. (laughs) (laughs) That that is a. So it's, it's selective audio. I don't know. It's your system. Yeah, I don't know. It keeps cutting in and out, but yeah, it's weird. what's up, buds? And welcome to the new episode of the Earbuds podcast, the podcast where two friends talk about one album for way too many minutes. We are your host, Ash, Nightwitch, Hanrahan, and Lucas Kingfisher in Drakovs. And today, Ash, I remember what we were going to talk about. And it's a band well, called... that's good. <laughs> For once, I remember. That's so nice. It's a band called Wolf People and their album, Ruins. Ruins. Do you yes. remember when I reviewed these guys like with my album, Daily Album situation? I do. I remember it because I started listening to this album after you made that post. Really? So you've heard you... this record before? Yes, you sold yes, it to me. Why dog. I I never I don't think I ever told you because it, it was always like I I listened to it a couple I like listened to it every five months oh. and I never got all the way through. Oh, that's not a good sign. Um, <laughs> but we you brought it on. It it's been on our list of albums to review since we started the podcast. Literally day one. Yeah, this is one. And I will I will say. Uh, really paying attention to this one and like focusing on it, I I was able to get through this one pretty well. I this is this is this is a fresh of breath air, baby. I'm so excited to talk about this one. Fresh of breath air. Fresh of breath air. I've never heard it said better than that. Yeah, man. I was honestly really really nervous about. I had no idea. We talk like what every day probably just about and you never fucking i had no idea that you've been listening to this record for the last (laughs) years well i mean the thing is like there will be multiple times when you had an album of the day that i was like oh i'll check that out and it was kind of garbage uh and you liked it and so i just i just wouldn't tell you when i when i did that stuff (laughs) (laughs) but you couldn't tell me when you liked it either like you know how people don't tell each other they, that they love each other until they're dying? Like, why didn't you tell me that you liked this record? Well, I wasn't fucking dying, was I? <sighs> All right. I it's, mean, unless you know something I don't. All right, let's not get into that right now. Okay. I know a lot. Uh, of okay, Ash. So, <laughs> I'm eight so years older than you. Respect you, your elders. Where did you find this record? I think it was from the the like that year of listening to, you know, doing an album review every day. And yeah. I don't know if it was a chicken or the egg. Cause it was either I listened to asylum or uh, assemble head on collision or something, some crazy uh, assemble head on siren sound or something like crazy band name, really cool psych rock. And they were, uh, they were a, a related artist on Spotify. Mm. and uh so i just completely on a whim you know just this album came up and uh i had no idea what it was gonna sound like or whatever and it dude it took me for a ride man because like i gotta say like i fucking grew up with uh jethro toll and i think a lot of people did mm. not i me included yeah 
I didn't know Jethro Tull was kind of a fucking joke until I got to like college. And I think I played Aqualung at a, at a party and like, I got so much shit for it. And I didn't know like Jethro Tull, like people just didn't respect Jethro Tull. I remember, I remember Jethro Tull won like a Grammy for best metal album one year and like people fucking rioted over it. I I mean, I wouldn't describe them as a metal band, certainly. Right. But they definitely not. Like, the album that Aqualone was on was good, Thick as a Brick is like a pretty underappreciated. Dude, Locom- Locomotive Breath or something. Yeah. Like, yeah. Amazing songs, dude. And he, the singer of Jethro Tull, Ian Anderson, is the reason why I played flute in sixth grade <laughs> in band. <laughs> I wanted to do the flamingo. Holy shit! What dance. a fucking nerd! Dude, I've oh, dude, if I could everyone laugh at him, yo, did a little flamingo situation. Oh, I was a great flute player. Thank you. You ever learn like the little? You ever learn a little dance when you were playing? It, that's like one hundred and one. That's like day one shit. They don't even teach you, you how to the dance flute unless they, you. Gotta, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you don't get the steps down, like they're not gonna let you play. The yeah. Oh, yeah. You have to, like, at least two years. You get demoted to tambourine or some shit if you can. Right. Yeah. yeah. Or, That's, like, drums. Or drums. Yeah. yeah. So I'm, like, fucking, you know. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, man. It's, uh, you know, what's funny is that, obviously, like, I think we both really like the record. But there are some moments in this that it kind of reminds me a little bit of the Black Keys style of blues rock that you know that I fucking hate. Yes, there there can certainly be some of those moments, um, but they it's they do it way better. The I would say the general vibe of this record is very riffy, very jammy, very licky, very fuzzy. Lots of licks, super fuzzy, man. Like and and you know even all the vocals, like a lot of them are distorted. Yeah, times and but really soulful and. But it also has this really cool undercurrent of like folk rock and yeah. rock too. Well, like I stuff together. Reading the Wikipedia for this band, apparently this album is kind of completely different from what they usually do. Completely different. After I listened to this, I got psyched because they had like two or three records that came out before this, and I'm like, I'm gonna yeah. dive deep into this like folkloric metal band or whatever. And <laughs> uh, they were way more folk, very very like traditional kind of psych folk stuff for for a while like they had a, an album before this one that was like a little midpoint a little bit but they that's what's cool is that they did change their sound a lot on this record but it doesn't feel like it doesn't feel like forced or fake like it, it doesn't sound like the band it, was like, hey we're a folk band but we're gonna write a fucking psych rock record you know, like it, it was more like a step up, like they were kind of moving on to the next era. Yeah, this is like this is music for fucking witches and wizards to like dance in the middle of the forest. Listening. It really is, you know, <laughs> it's like and I want to be invited to that party, dude. What like what, what would be the main genre that you would put this album under? I mean, it honestly, it sounds a lot like the fucking local bands that we used to play with in Austin. A lot of bands are trying to get this sound and they just they're not pulling it off this successfully at all like these this is very rock psych like i would just say psych rock for sure but there's so many like folk elements and flutes yes kind of like creepy vocals that happen throughout the record and it's super moody and everything so honestly by the end of the album and it's also because of the way the the track listing like it feels like i'm watching a folkloric horror movie (laughs) yeah there there are creepy horror movie 
there's a lot of uh horror like just brooding creepy vibes across this entire record yeah i love the folk tinges on this genre on this psychedelic maybe even stoner um kind of bass yeah and they they have so much some of these songs have just like swagger out the walls it's so cool and it's very groovy at times they have a nice nerdy too (laughs) yes it is like you'll play it during your D D campaign oh, and it'll uh, make a lot of it'll be super great for that perfect D music for sure yeah yeah the, it's, but the the production is what kind of takes away from the nerdy goofiness a little bit. <laughs> right like you said the super fuzzy guitars and like uh the drums almost sound like unmixed at times like just completely it's, raw. man if we if we could touch on the drums for a second I have I have an appreciation for this drummer in particular. Really? Like they, they stood out to you? The the production of the drums stood out to me a lot, but you know, he's obviously a really good drummer, but I didn't really there was never a moment where I was like wowed or anything. It's it's not like it's extremely technical, but there are a couple of drummers that you don't hear very often that have a lot of kind of heart in their playing, to me at least. Right. Uh, the drummer for yeah. Mute Math is one of them. He's my favorite, uh, Darren King. And this drummer as well, like Flaming Lips, uh, that drummer has a lot of emotion and a lot of heart in his drumming. And this drummer kind of has that same deal. It, it, I don't hear it a lot. I'm not one of those drummers. I wish I was. It's right. it's just kind of an innate thing that you're born with, it seems. And I think you're wrong though, man, because like when you play, you get super into it. <laughs> well, like, I do, but it's, it's really it's, enjoyable to watch playing on stage. Thanks. Um, but it's you're like, what, else, what else do you want to say about me? Like do you, do you like I don't know, do you like how I did my fucking hair today? Like, do you like I already said how fucking pretty my voice is? Like Yes, I already said all those things. <laughs> I, and I do love those daily affirmations, but I wish I didn't have to pay fifty bucks a month for them. Um, but it makes well, it's worth. You don't it. compliment. I got to get compensated somehow. If you're if you're good at something, don't do it for free. Yeah. I, <laughs> exactly. Um, I'm really good at. Complimenting you. But such a it's a very free, very energetic, very fun sounding uh drumming throughout this entire album great great energy for sure and i think a big part of that is because i want to i think what i read was that on their previous records they're a lot more polished and very tight in their Mm. songwriting and this on this album they recorded everything live at the same time yeah all in the same room at the same time you can feel that swing in there right like you can feel that groove you can tell as i mean my assumption is that they're not following a metronome it just sounds like they're just going to the you know they're feeding off of each other yeah they're not they're, to say they never get off beat or anything but i'm just like that's where i feel like that swing comes in like if you have a fucking you know 90 beats per minute click in your headphones like you're not going to play like this yeah it or it's very very difficult to it's it's very cool and with this kind of jammy music i feel like it's almost a necessity there are many many parts of many songs that they're just kind of jamming out. You can feel them moving around. Great, 
great live show, I'm sure. Oh, I bet, man. They're broken up. Did you know that? Uh, 2020, they're on hiatus, indefinite. Hiatus, yeah. Sir, thank you um, very much. And it sucks, man, because they all live in so far apart in England. Yeah. Uh, they just can't. It doesn't make sense for them. It's like trying to do this. I did not think this was an English band. <laughs> what? How did? What? It's this sounds like it should be the soundtrack of like. Do you ever see a Knight's Tale? I know you're younger than me. I don't know. You don't watch movies either. Is that the one with the peanut, Andre the Giant? The peanut? No, a Knight's Tale. The the fucking Heath Ledger situation. Probably not. Okay, well, a big thing with the Knight's Tale is that it's set in like medieval times, but they play like fucking ACDC in <laughs> medieval times. And I'm like, that's what I feel like if they made a Knight's Tale, like a fucking reboot now, I feel like this album would work so perfectly with that because it's such a oh. mid- like medieval cast yeah. swords and, and shields type fucking like folk music with mixing psych rock in it. And it's so fucking weird. It's like so hard to describe. And honestly, I mean, obviously we've already talked about like the musicianship is incredible. Like all the guitar riffs and licks, everyone's right. Everyone's yeah. on point really cool like mixing an organ and piano that they do a lot and really interesting like backup vocals too which i think were also recorded kind of live like they said they tried to get as few overdubs on this record as possible yeah um but jack sharp the singer is what pushes this whole album over the top for me i mean that's going to be the first thing you notice when you kind of get into this record is his unique delivery um it's like hauntingly beautiful and also, it's, it's also too cool kind of huh it's also also kind of jethro toll like he's clearly like yes it sounds like he's channeling ch- channeling ian anderson a little bit and because it's kind of whiny it's kind of high-pitched but it's also so full and like rounded his voice is so like fully encompassing like when he's singing in the, and i don't know if it's just the production but it just sounds like he, he has just a wide open diaphragm you know what i mean uh, you know i would say voice at all it it sounds very cool it sounds effortless i would say it's that's probably why they add the fuzz on his voice so often is to give him more of those high tones so he isn't all kind of down yeah mid down kind of yeah but it's just he has all of his melodies are just so beautiful too and so fun to sing along with like they're so yeah and now like uh there is there is there is no reason to leave like it just sounds like yeah a D game while you're fighting a fucking <laughs> orc dragon or some shit like and it's so his it's so it adds his voice just from his delivery and his melodies and the lyrics because this whole album is like kind of a concept record about what if there were no humans on the planet and it was all just kind of like these ethereal people, like not human beings, you know? Yeah. And uh, he adds this really melancholic, really moody vibe to the whole thing. And the music just pushes that through, man. But if it wasn't for his vocals, this album would not be uh, nearly as good in my opinion. I, I can't imagine any other vocalist on this record. I, you know, I agree. I feel like it's a, I mean, it's a core part of the band, just inherently. Uh, his vocal style and his delivery. I think, man, I think I think we ought to get a little more focused here. You know what I'm saying? All right, all right. before we get into the nitty gritties, 
you know, we talked about the record and, and we were saying that it's while so much of it is very raw sounding, very like live sounding, right. Yes. And organic. It's, it's a very produced album. Like it doesn't sound uh, like it didn't have a budget or they were going for some. Right. Like they still had someone behind the deck. Yeah. I, it's produced to sound old and raw and yes. And it totally fucking worked. Uh, and yeah, yeah, man, let's, if you want to, if you want to get into it, let's get into this. I'm thinking if we get into this yeah, fucking let's thing, let's get into this. You know what? I feel like we never talk. We like never get into it. Into it. Yeah. yeah talk into it. Let's, this is our, these are our choice nugs. Oh. This is the section where we talk about our two favorite songs. But before that, oh. we got to get into our honorable nations yes uh my favorite my favorite part of the show because i get to say that the choice notes at this point it's all about the honorable honestly that's what i focus on the most you're like who you talk to yeah come on gabagool come on fucking baba ganoush baba gadoo you know uh so so one of my honorable mentions uh the second track ryan sagas that's one of mine as well it's a little more straight rock and roll than Ninth Night, which was right before it, which was like way too black easy for me. I'm <laughs> enjoying this record, but yeah, I love the driving like rhythm on on Ryan Saga's super fuzzy guitars. Uh, that was the one that at first I was like, this sounds like so many bands that we played with that it's just like, yeah, like this is so, this is next level of those people. Yeah, yeah. Um, Thistles was another honorable mention of mine. Honorable mention. I think that's one. Uh, I think uh, I think I tapped into something here. That's uh, it's a pretty good one. We might uh, get into that. I don't know what you're getting at, but uh, not me, sir. Great. <laughs> yeah. Almost like dancey. Like if you're on shrooms or something, you could like totally dance to that song. Right. Uh, and Salt's Mill, uh, was great too. For sure. Yeah. But what? Is, but what is one of your two choice nugs? Because I know one of them, but I don't know the other. I don't know if you do know one of them, man, because it was going to be, one was going to be Night Witch, which was one of my favorite songs the first time I listened to this album. And I thought it was going to be that this time, several, several times, several run-throughs, but it ended up being Kingfisher. That is, I, I would say certainly their most popular song. Every time I look them up, it, it is associated with Kingfisher. Oh, I didn't know that, dude. It's so good. It's, that, like, it's. I saw a kingfisher fly <laughs> just feet from where you sat. Like, it's just so fucking folksy and trippy. And he's, again, like, those vocals isolated like that could sound so fucking cheesy, but they don't. They're so good. It's so creepy. Yeah. The whole song has this, like, creepy, mysterious feel to it. And I really love it. And they they seem to like it because they reprise it twice which what gave me the vibe too of like a movie soundtrack right like it sounds like a score for something yeah um right it had to bring back that fucking lick from kingfisher that i I wish (laughs) that i wish i could remember right now but it's just they had that kind of stutter beat in there you know they would do like four 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 then like four three or something at the end yeah 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 oh man yeah so good uh but yeah it kind of like lulls you into a trance and then yeah that repeating guitar line 
uh, it's super jammy and folky and it's seven minutes long and it doesn't feel like it's seven minutes long. It's, it's the song is the longest song on the record by far. And it, I, I never, I don't get tired of it. Yeah. And I, the, I think they have a female vocalist on here and the harmonies on this song are fantastic as well. It gets yeah. across that, that kind of moody, slightly creepy vibe even further. Yeah. You know, what's funny is that, that like, is it? Yeah. Song. <laughs> well you know whatever <laughs> we, we're just kind of playing calvin ball with but this yeah. podcast i didn't even listen to the album yeah. i'm just kind of i was assuming you were making it up as you were going you yeah were this that. is they do have guitars though right i was right about that <laughs> you're you're close it's mostly lutes ah uh, that was my second guess yeah yeah okay. uh, what was your first uh choicey well my first choicey is something I'll say after my honorable mentions. You can't, you can't keep taking that away from me. Thank you very much. Uh, my first one was Ryan Saga's, uh, uh, as well as you. And Glass, the last song on the record, was an honorable mention for me. I got, I got like Fleetwood Mac vibes from from Glass. Yeah, and I think it had, it like as I expected, it would big old kind of like jammy outro. Yeah. Oh, that part opens up with the toms yeah deep bass and that really fuzzy like guitar riff so cool and it it like comes back to that that twinkly piano part that sounds like a yeah 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 great uh but my first my first nug i'm just gonna get out of the way because you already know what it is it's night witch night witch night witch i love that song i love that song that it's so trippy and all the layered guitars during all those interludes that and then they just have like it echoed and then there's a third guitar coming in and it just like gets overwhelming. Oh, so fucking good. So good. It's the, it's, it, it, it's the thing that gets stuck in my head the yeah. hardest on this entire record. I'm sure. Um, and I love after each time that night, which drummer starts to get a little, 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 Damn, blasting into a new section. Yeah, I feel like we did that in a few of our songs too, right? Just like, I mean, yeah, like love, love the little snare buildup. That's an easy buildup and it it works so well. It's easy money. It works every fucking time. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's, it's a, it's the best song up until that point for sure on the record. And it was like, it was hard for me not to pick it, to be honest. Even as a honorable mention. Yeah, yeah, but it's I love that it like it can go from that really loud, like super fuzzy, super jammy, like uh psych rock part, and then it goes to this like really moody, folky verses and very Max's voice is just shining on this fucking song, man. Oh yeah, for sure. Um such a good atmosphere on the verses yeah. of this one. And then all the music goes silent. Very I am night love it yeah it's so epic dude uh but what was your second up this was uh it was hard man it was hard to to walk away from my night witch she's my bottom bitch but i had to go with crumbling dais crumbling dais that song blew me away dude like it it's it was the one that i kept going back to like every time i listened to this record yeah it starts off with a little flute intro so obviously pandering 
you know where I'm at with that. And that, yeah. and that was the riff that we were that we were singing earlier. That very sweet until no need to move until the binds have been untied. We are both satisfied. Like ah, <laughs> it's a very cool. Got that swagger, that kind of driving groove that you can just kind of stomp along to. And that fucking melody, man. That melody is just like, how do you write something so pretty with this, like, what both both the music and the vocals, if you isolated them, could both sound cheesy. But yes. Other certainly it's greater than the whole of its. What is it? No. I'm not gonna I never get it. You right. gotta learn that phrase eventually on your own. <laughs> Christina. I'm not gonna I can't help you any we can't help you anymore. Oh my god. It might be that might be one of my favorite melodies of all time. Rip. Honestly. Wow. It's holy shit. I fucking like want to cover that song. I wanna like replace my vocals with with mine from his on this track. Like I want that to be something I, I did. You just want that to be you. I wish I had written it. You know what I mean? Like, like you must have a few of those songs too, where you're just like, you son of a bitch. Like, I mean, mine. yeah, for sure. And that might be a little fucking, would that be a chit chat? I don't think that's interesting enough to other people. Songs that we wish we had written. No. Yeah, <laughs> probably not. That's like two um, dudes band together that talk about shit like that. <laughs> We're like, man, back in my, if I'd been born earlier, I would have written it. <laughs> well, I got to say like the crumbling dais, uh, I, they, they do the whole, they do the thing a lot where they, after a course, they have that same interlude. They go back to that little middle section before they go into the second verse. And like, they don't need to do it every time. Like I didn't need it on crumbling dais or dais or whatever. Um, and that's just honestly nitpicking. Like the chorus is super catchy. It's short. It works great for the, for the song. It's a weird chorus, you know, like yeah. it's, it's not a traditional sounding chorus. Um, and I, the only complaint that I have is I wish the song didn't kind of just trail off at the end, Like they didn't really have an ending. Yeah. You know? And I kind of <laughs> like, uh, we'll just fucking jam and figure it out. <laughs> like, a gay song ever written. It's just like, just go out on the main thing. Yeah. Whatever. And it's just that until it fades out and you're like, like, there's no, like, reward for that there's no tangible feeling that i just finished a song you know and it just fades out like that i respect a good ending i i mean i do too uh i can't wait for the ending of this um episode where you um you do that little wayne verse again oh well all right well yeah if anyone hasn't seen that you got to go look up the behind the scenes it might even be in the patreon for all i know i don't know i mean it's going to be a regular thing from now on I'm just gonna recite Lil Wayne like Malcolm McDonald. Uh, yeah, I mean you're. No, I don't know who it is. Who I'm trying to do. Norm McDonald, I probably, think is probably Norm McDonald. Yeah, is Malcolm <laughs> McDonald right? Okay, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> we have him in the studio. We you just yeah, asked him. We got from Clockwork Orange is sitting right across from me. Cool man. Yeah. What's up? He was in Community too, so you should know who I'm talking about. Was he Jeff? Yeah, he was Jeff. He I thought young. I recognized him. Yeah, yeah. He played the young one. Right. What was your second choice nug, my friend? My second choice nug is not one I was expecting. It, it had never really come out to me on previous listens of the record. The but Kingfisher Reprise 2? It was Kingfisher Reprise 2. I, I was just... Wait a second. 
finally ready for the album to end and i was just excited for a short song like finally an instrumental i don't have to hear this guy's beautiful voice anymore um no i th- my second choice snug my second favorite song in this album is gonna be thistles baby oh yeah i saw i saw a little sorry you saw you saw a little you saw a little, saw a little fucking yeah. yeah worm in my square yeah. when you said that <laughs> yeah um it's so was it the organ it was, that's all you needed I mean, the organ, of course, is going to do it for me every single fucking time. Yeah. But it's a perfect encapsulation of this groovy, almost dancey folk stoner yeah. thing that only wolf people can do. Yeah, for sure. And it's uh, it's probably the most Jethro Tull sounding track on the record, too. It's really the main comparison I could make with these guys. <laughs> I It's hard to compare to anyone else. Yeah. And I just love these little breaks uh between vocals where the guitar the ugh, it just makes me want to fucking shake yeah. my shake my jiggly parts man <laughs> yeah for sure and we want to see it and that might be bonus content where i go shake my jiggly parts <laughs> go shake your thistles <laughs> exactly <laughs> Yeah, it's very, I love the like super raw sounding solo too. While the fucking Tron bike drives by your apartment. (laughs) (laughs) He was like, I like it too. Yeah, the the solo almost sounds like it doesn't even sound good in the mix. And I don't mind it. It sounds separate from everything. Yeah, almost. That's like the only thing on the record that sounds punched in like six months later and yeah right on a different <laughs> guitar different room you know like yeah it's it's weird but it doesn't bother me at all i i kind of like it it's it's a you know it's a little uh new new little sound on the record hey all right well with that said ash i think you know what's next our choice snugs. This is where we'd pick our two favorite songs on the record, oh, followed, of course, by our honorable mentions. Wow. Wow, uh, my honorable mentions were Ryan Sagas and Glass. You're like um, a cat. It's like literally the moment, the next moment happens, you forgot what just happened. I don't know what you're talking about. Are, are huh? we recording this podcast or not? Yes. You've been on mic and camera this entire time. But like, from like the, for reels from like i haven't been recording though i forgot to press record so we're good okay yeah good yeah let's there are, like we were recording just in case right just but for, like you're not gonna post it right like you haven't posted any of these right no i don't post any of our stuff okay thank it's god all for me <laughs> for, for my dark times <laughs> it is you are you are the one certainly who watches these episodes the most Yep, I'm most of the views and plays that we have, and most of the uh, secret shadow comments that uh, oh, I created to get like, engagement. Uh, yeah, I created like ten shadow accounts, like Kevin Durant, and I fucking comment on yep. my own shit. Yep. <laughs> like, I don't know. Lucas is probably the smartest one on the show. <laughs> and handsome. I don't know. It's just yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I like his fucking beard. <laughs> and I like your fucking beard. I like it. Thank you. And I like I like fucking your beard. So why? Can what? we edit that out? No, I'm not editing that out. Like, Can we please edit that out? I, I regret it that like. the moment I fucking said it. Yeah. Is that why um, I have a fucking little sidewalk here that like barely any hair grows? 
That's what I aim for. How do you get around the CPAP mask? I don't understand how that works. <laughs> it must be while I'm sleeping because I think I'd remember this. I do it before you put it on. <laughs> you just don't notice. You're just that fast. I'm very well. It's very small, so it doesn't. You don't see, feel much of it. I know you haven't seen this, but there. I watched the movie Black Dynamite today, and mm. it's like it makes fun of a black exploitation. Like it makes fun of all the '70s like kung fu black exploitation movies. Yeah, and the whole it kind of reminded me of Pootie Tang a little bit, where the 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 plot is like there's a you know in Pootie Tang I think it's chicken, and I think in this uh, in this movie it's like malt liquor or something, and the whole thing in in this where like the evil plan from Richard Nixon is to get black people addicted to malt liquor like become alcoholics and it the whole thing has a drug in it that shrinks their dicks. <laughs> And that's like the whole plot of the movie. <laughs> awesome. You're drinking that liquor. It's called Anaconda liquor or something. Oh, shit. And they're like, what's another name for Anaconda? And then somehow they got down to like Little Richard and then what's a different name for Richard? And they were trying to like figure out like, what the plot is. <laughs> it's so fucking funny, dude. Okay. All right, Little Richard, what is your fucking rating? All right. This was such a fun album to listen through it's it's got this nice fuzzy production it's not overly fuzzy or anything yeah i think it's just right it sounds vintage it sounds like it's got to be on a record player it sounds like it'd be best listening to it live should get some you're right you're right i'd say some of the songs do blend into each other mm-hmm. um i'd say even with these most recent listens i kind of lost stamina um by like track nine or ten well you said you were really quick with you know your other stamina so you're not gonna last 42 minutes on this record yeah i mean i'm you're like a song and a half in yeah the the kingfisher reprises are where i kind of got my energy back yeah those are your refractory periods yeah <laughs> um it, it's so nice groovy folky stoner uh rockin album very cool vibe uh, a breath of fresh air in this genre i'd say especially with the singer whose style i am going to use and abuse and steal uh throughout my songs and so i'm gonna give this one as a solid 7.8 a little lower than i thought you were gonna go it's that's fine though it's fine I, is there something you could do to get it up to an eight? Do you think? Are you maybe you can keep the CPAP mask off tonight? <laughs> or maybe I can wear it and make it different for you. <laughs> maybe it could be a new experience. Almost like the stranger, like going with the other. We don't have to get into it. <laughs> I'm sure you're too young for the stranger to know what that is. But all right, seven point eight. Uh, I'm disappointed, but it's okay. I'm not mad. okay. Well. Um, I agree with everything you said, and then. Also, uh, this, the theatricality of this album, I think, like, really got me. And a lot of times that that vibe and that that certain mood. Um, that je ne sais quoi. That, yeah, that certain joie de vivre. Like, yeah. the fucking... Automatically cringe, right? Like, it makes me, like, not want to like it. I automatically feel uncomfortable, and I just, like, dismiss it. But this is just too well done. It's too well done. And I think a lot of it has to do with the production that just like that just made this album so good. Jack's voice is amazing. The riffs are great. 
um love the mood it's super moody and creepy the whole thing and yeah it was very like there's elves and and druids walking <laughs> around and shit you know and uh and i honestly think like you know we've talked about king gizzard we've talked about psychedelic porn crumpets like we've talked about a lot of you know bands that are similar to this and i think this album stands shoulder to shoulder with some of the other you know psych bands that we've already talked about on this sure 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 certainly yeah. Um, yeah, I loved everything about it, man. Um, I'm gonna give it. It feels weird because I'm not gonna give it a nine, but I think I'm gonna give it like a. I'm gonna give it like a eight point three. Can you can you give us a reason why it's not getting to nine? You know, it's because of honestly, like Ninth Night, um, and what was the other one? and and Belong. Those two songs, it's like, you know, to be a nine, I have to fucking love every single song, you know? And I don't really like Ninth Night. I thought it was a weird intro, to be honest. I don't I don't know what you're talking. I didn't I didn't even think of Black Keys when I was listening to any of this stuff. Like, you haven't forced yourself to listen to it. You haven't like fucking waterboarded yourself with Black Keys to hear them everywhere now. <laughs> Just watch any you fucking... fucking we're going to get stuff. Black Keys on. <laughs> Just, and you're going to be... Yeah, get down, get Dan Auerbach on this fucking show. I have something <laughs> to say to him. <laughs> Ruin the rock scene for like eight fucking years. Uh, so yeah, man, eight point. What did I say? Eight point three. I think you want to just do eight point four to match no. the Jit album. No, no, no. Wow. So Forever Story, inf- like so immensely better than uh, Runes. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not. I'm not changing it. No. Damn. All right. Well, uh, you know, whatever. <laughs> no, I don't want to. Yeah. All right. Well, I, well, I decided against I'll it. it. I'll end it. I'll end it. I got it. I got it. Yeah, fine. Uh, hey, thanks for watching. Everybody. Thanks for listening. Uh, what do you guys think of Wolf People and the Ruins, this album? Like, do you, do you know who these guys are? They clearly have some listeners. I didn't know. And maybe it got them big, but let us know what you guys think. Comment on the YouTube video or go to our Instagram at EVPcast. Make sure to like and subscribe and follow what we do because money me, money money now, me money. Me want money. Money here. Me take. Me take. You give. Um, me. Yes. Right. What would, uh, what, what do you, uh, how do you, what are we uh, talking about next, man? Do you know? Do you even know? I mean, I I was I I told you one thing earlier, but I'm kind of thinking I want to talk about that new uh, little uh, Mars Volta album that oh, came out. Yeah, we're doing that. We're doing that. We're doing. We that. didn't get to it on on the fresh drop. We're getting yeah. to it on the classic. I am. They are one of my favorite bands of all time. I'd say they're in the top two. Yeah, I was gonna say I thought they were your favorite of all time. I mean, it's it's kind of between them and Rush, oh, uh, usually. Doesn't just kind of you like this record? You like nerdy shit? Uh, that's not true. I'm very cool, actually. Um, <laughs> Only the coolest people listen to Rush. I've well, heard, not- you know, I've heard I've heard bad things about this album, but I don't care. I'm gonna just fucking listen to it myself and decide for myself yes. how good it is. Yeah, your opinion is the only one that matters. 
that's so fucking true i'm so glad you finally said that yeah that's yeah. so fucking that like might be the most true thing you've ever said i'll just mute my mic on yeah if you could episode. in yeah, your video that's... actually oh i was i thought this is i thought this was good it well if you could put like your head on my body while i'm talking i think that'd be the best of both worlds for for everything is it called a chimera yeah a little like chimera kind of thing yeah all right go it, go ahead and listen to stones and ladders or whatever that band was. We did an episode on what is that fucking folk band? <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? We did an episode on a folk band? It was the two the duo, the folk duo, sticks and ladders. Oh it was shovels the, and rope? Shovels and rope. Shovels and rope. Okay. Yeah. We did that. Go listen to that. But thanks so much for listening and watching, buddies. Uh Ash, what would uh I'm not even gonna ask you. We we've moved on from that. Uh this was good. Lucas, this was like an 8.532 out of like 12.